We Saved You a Seat is sponsored by the Oklahoma Family Network. Oklahoma Family Network focuses on supporting families of children and youth with special health care needs and disabilities, as well as families who have children with a mental health or behavioral health diagnosis. Oklahoma Family Network provides families with emotional support, resource navigation, parent-to-parent engagement opportunities, and wants to ensure quality health care for all children and families by building strong and effective family professional partnerships. Welcome to We Saved You a Seat podcast. Today, we want to kick off Autism Awareness Month with Cody Tony from the Pervasive Parenting Center um, out of Eastern Oklahoma. Um, Cody is an amazing dad, educator, an advocate for families who have or maybe are entering the world of autism. And so today, I just want to thank Cody for being with us and taking some time out um, to jump in and share more about the Pervasive Parenting Center. So Cody, tell us a little more. Okay. Uh, Let me start with just a little background um, because I think that tells you more about what we do and why we do what we do. I'm a father of two boys, Connor and Cruz. Um, Connor is, he'll be 16 in a week. Holy moly. And then Cruz is 12. Um, But Connor at the age of three was diagnosed with autism. And at the time I didn't know much about um, what autism was. So I started doing everything I could to try to help him. Um, Started doing research, started trying to find any kind of sources, uh, resources around here that would help. And um, in rural eastern Oklahoma, where we live, we live in Panama, but it's, it's around Poto in LaFleur County, far eastern side of the state. Uh, resources are limited and what are here, most people just didn't know about. Um, so I started doing everything I could to try to bring some of those resources in, uh, the, the OFNs and the, the Oklahoma Parent Centers and uh, Oklahoma Autism Centers, all those things. I, I met a lot of people along the way, um, obviously, but, but some of the people, the key people, uh, our speech therapist actually introduced me to uh, the parents and uh, partners, partners in policymaking, sorry, um, through ODDC or DDCO as it is now, and um, I went through that, and at the end, they have you do a five-year plan. What are you going to do with your advocacy work in the next five years, and my plan was to come up with a resource center in eastern Oklahoma that can help families. Um, I had this whole plan, this big idea, and um, that was in 2013. In 2014, January of 2014, we applied and got our 501c3. So we started doing that. Um, and basically, I was working out of my house and out of my car. I would tell people my office is in the parking lot, uh, you know. So, but, uh, you know, we, but we started helping families. I would get phone calls. Are you the guy that knows about autism? I'd be like, well, I know a little. What do you know? What do you want to know? And if I don't know, I can contact the Angela Donleys of the world and they know everything else. So, I, I got in touch with, at a conference, uh, Sharon Long, Sharon Coppage, and um, Sharon has been great. She, she handed, she said, you need to apply for this grant. And I said, I, I don't know. And she said, well, here it is. It's the Community Parent Resource Center. And it's basically a sister grant to the um, Oklahoma Parent Center. 
So for those that don't know, the Oklahoma Parent Center help with advocacy in schools, um, IEPs, trainings, things like that. And so I said, well, I'll take a look at it. Um, this was this was somewhere around 14, 15. Um, and in 2016, I got information that that grant came open. We got the information in February. It was due in April. I'd never written a grant before in my life. Um, but I had started working for the Oklahoma Family Network. And Joni said, look, um, I, if you want to write this grant, I will help you write it. Um, long story short, Joni wrote the grant and <laughs> I put my name on it. Um, but in, in, uh, that was in April. In September of 2016, I got a phone call from the U.S. Department of Ed um, and they said, you've got this grant. So in October, October 1st, I quit my job, um, had, a, had a nice job that I've been working for 13 years at a college and I started advocating full time. Um, so we opened the Pervasive Parenting Center full time, uh, got, a, got an actual brick and mortar here. I don't have to work out of my car, although I still kind of do sometimes, but, um, but we, and then we expanded because at the time we actually had kind of got started with parent support group meetings. Um, I had a friend, well, I had, I had a wife, which I still have, and she said, you're going to the support group meeting. And I said, I don't, I don't know. I was like every man. I don't want to go to a support group meeting, whatever. I don't need support. And, but we showed up anyways. And that support group meeting, um, there were several families. And what I, I realized was, hey, there are other families that are going through the same things I'm going through. Um, and it was, it was really, really nice. But that support group, um, the lady that was running that, her, um, she kind of got busy and other things. And, and so when we started the Pervasive Parenting Center, we took over the support group and with her permission, obviously. And then, um, so we started doing parent support group meetings. That's really kind of where we got started on everything. Um, and I know I'm jumping around here, but there are so many things that we do. What I always tell people is that we're, we're plugging holes. You know, when I find something that, that needs to be done, um, we, we try to fill those holes and, and do what we can. So we've done, <clears throat> we did uh, sib shops. We brought that out. I, I met Robin Boswell um, somewhere at a conference and she said, why don't you start a sib shop? So we started a sib shop. We got the training and everything. Uh, we met uh, Jeannie Chambers and, and Seth Kastner and, and we got trained to do um, screenings. Because before we started doing screenings out here, you either had to be under three years old so that Sooner Start would do it, or you had to have a CDIB card because the Cherokee Nation had one lady that would do by appointments. And, um, and that was missing a lot of people. And so we started doing screenings. And um, we knew that, you know, as, as you know, transition in all over the United States, but especially in Oklahoma, transition services are tough uh, to, to get. And I know that uh, Connor is 16, so we're, we're in transition stage right now in transition mode. So that's one of the things we're focusing on. Um, what do we do once he's graduated, you know? And so we've started working on that. We started a social group with this grant. And so we help with social skills, job skills, um, anything to help them with that, that life trajectory. Um, and, and, and achieve a better life, you know? 
we worked with middle school kids on peer mentoring. We wanted to work on, hey, these kids are going to have to be a part of the community. And the community needs to know um, how to work with people with disabilities. Um, and, and let me stop for a second and explain that although autism is what we know and we work with the best because that's what I live with every day, um, autism is only one thing that we work with. We work with all disabilities. And so um, we, we try to help them understand that a community, that community, that disability community, if you will, um, is important and they have to be able to support those those people and accept them for who they are and their differences. So. Um, okay, so Cody, you talked a little bit about those, uh, those support groups that you guys have now taken over. Tell us a little bit about when you started attending those, why you started attending those, and then um, you said something about how did you word it? You said you didn't need to go, but then you walked into an environment where you realized either, I, I mean, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you either realized, hey, this is a, a spot where people are going through the same thing I am, or I can be an assistance to them and support them as well. So kind of talk about that. Yeah, um, I guess it would have been right around 2013, um, about the time I was going to Partners, or, or right before that, may have been 2012. Um, so Connor was older, I guess, at that point. So you had kind of been well, he was about four. He, we had had a diagnosis, but so to kind of go with what you're talking about, I had, I'm not going to lie. I was in denial for a long time, probably about two years. I mean, there's nothing wrong with my kid. There's, it was like any other um, parent, especially dads that were like, there's nothing wrong with my kid. I mean, he's going to be fine. He's just, you know, he's not developing like everybody else. And, so what? Who cares? He's got his own uh, own trajectory, his own growth. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, I, and I think the support group helped open my eyes to that. Again, my, my wife, I wouldn't say she drugged me, but um, she drugged me um, to go. And, uh, and yeah, I got, I got in there and there were, there were dads. There were, I think there was another dad, maybe two in there. Um, and they looked as miserable as I did being in there, but they, they sat and listened. And once we started opening up and saying, Hey, my son's doing this. Oh, oh, you know, my son did that same thing, you know, and, and you listen to those older, um, and I don't want to say older parents, but parents that have been through it longer than, than you. And they say, experience there you go um, experienced parents. And they say, you know, things that you go, Oh, Oh, so you, so this isn't, uh, you know, this is, this is pretty typical of someone on the spectrum, you know? And so, yeah, I think that opened my eyes to say, well, maybe I do need this and maybe I can be of some help. Um, because I, then I started mentoring for what I call the, the newly diagnosed parents, you know, and I, I, I'm kind of partial to those because I can remember I can remember getting the diagnosis and I can remember thinking, I have no idea what I'm doing. Where do we go from here? What do we do? What, who do we even contact? You're in this, I don't know, this like haze almost of your head spinning and going, okay, so I need what therapies? I need the school. I need, what do I need? 
So I love to work with, um, again, what I call newly diagnosed parents or parents with a, with a diagnosis uh, and, and say, hey, it's okay. Let's look at this. Have you done this? Have you done this? Have you done this? You know, um, I don't know if I answered your question at all. No, that, that is perfect. That is absolutely what I was looking for. And, but then I also kind of want you to go back. You said that there wasn't really an area for um, diagnosis or in your area. So where did you go to get that diagnosis? Well, and we still have that problem. Uh, you know, as much as I'd like to say we've done a lot of things here, there's still a lot of work to do um, in, in the rural areas of Oklahoma. Um, but we, we still, you know, you can get a diagnosis. I won't get too far into this. You can go about an hour. I, I'd say the closest place to get one is an hour away or, or a little more than that, um, hour, hour and a half. Um, there's some issues with, with that um, as we did our screening, the Oklahoma um, Autism Center, or uh, they, they started saying, look, you need to go to somebody that, or send them to somebody that does the, um, the ADOS. <clears throat> um, for those that don't know, that's the kind of the gold standard in, in testing for autism. Um, those people that are, are uh, an hour and a half uh, away from us, they don't do the ADOS. So there's some things that they can, they might be, they might miss. And, and I'm not discounting what they do. I think they're, they're, they're good at what they do. Um, but if you want a full battery of tests and a, and a full evaluation, you're going to go at least two hours to Tulsa or three hours to Oklahoma City to get uh, a good testing. And that may be six months, that may be a year away for some. So, you know, we still have some some boundaries there, some, uh, some walls to knock down on that. Uh, but then you look at therapies, you know, one of the things that um, I was part of the, lucky to be part of the group in 2016 to help advocate and get the, the bill passed for autism insurance reform. Um, and when we did that, my hope was, hey, that's going to open ABA uh, up to rural areas and that's going to really open up to have therapists come to our areas. Um it hasn't been as fast as we would like to see. I still, again, we have to travel two hours to get an ABA therapist around here, you know, and that's, that's one way that's, you know, four hours out of your day for what, 30 to minutes to 60 minutes a day. Um, you know, and that's, so there's still a lot of boundaries and there's still a lot of things that I would want to do. Um, but I think that, uh, I think that we, we look at it like the old adage, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? We're taking little chunks of this out. And we're, we have, I have to look back and say, look, for all the things that we still don't have, look at the things that we've brought into this area, things that, that weren't here. Um, and then I, I'll be honest with you. I feel, I feel bad for the, the Gaimans of the world or the, the, you know, the Southern, um, and I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but the, the places that are rural that don't have a, a pervasive parenting center or a, you know, a resource center like this, I would love to, and of course it's all about money and everything. I'd love to st start one in each of these rural sections of the, the state and say, you can do this. Um, I think that's the main thing is it can be done. Uh, you know, I, 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 would have never guessed we could have done all the things that we've done, but um, 
I think it's interesting too, because a lot of parents don't have that mindset um, that I do. I think the mindset is we can do things. Um, and that's the, that's the thing. I'm going to give you a, a crazy example. On our Facebook page, I put a, a, a video, you guys have probably seen it or something like it, but there was a, um, somewhere in New England, there was a car wash that was run by mostly people on the spectrum. And I thought that was a great idea, you know, to have a, a business built behind and, and to support people with disabilities. And so I posted that on our Facebook page. And I had a mom say, why would you, is this around here? And I said, no, this is somewhere in New England. And she said, why would you post this then? And my, and, and my answer was, because we can have those things here. Somebody did it there. You know, and that's, that's always been my thing is somebody's already done this. I haven't, the things I'm doing are not anything that hasn't been done before. They just haven't been done before here. Yeah. You know? So, so speak a little bit about geographically where you are in the state and what counties you cover and, and serve in that area. <clears throat> okay. Uh, well, we are in rural Eastern Oklahoma. Um, and by that, um, we are 30 miles and 30 minutes or so from Fort Smith, Arkansas. So that's, we're just next to the line. Um, in fact, our county butts up to, um, to Arkansas. Uh, we cover Lafleur, which includes Poto. I'm going to give you the big towns too. Uh, Sequoia, the big towns, you know. Uh, Sequoia, which is Salisaw. Um, Haskell, which is Stigler and Latimer, which includes Wilberton. Those are the county seats. Now with the rewrite, we're working on our grant. Um, you know, I talked about this before we started recording, but we're working on our grant. With the rewrite, we're gonna add in Cherokee, which will include Tahlequah, and we're gonna add in Adair, which will include Stillwell. Um, but all, of, all a big clump over here. The, the interesting part about what we cover and, and when we write the grant is um, we can actually put, we're not rural there are parts that are actually called frontier because of lack of um, communication uh, or uh, uh, telecommunication and, um, and population is low. If you look, so just to the south of us, this is actually called the, the mountain gateway. If just to the south of us is the Washita Mountains. And in parts of that, I mean, we have Bigfoot and look that up. <laughs> It's you think I'm joking there. Apparently Bigfoot is just south of us. So you guys go look that Han Tubby. Yeah. Uh, not Han Tubby. Honubby. Don't get those two mixed up around here. That is a big deal. And I, but anyways, that's what we have. Uh, um, there are parts of, of Wilberton. Um, I, when I was talking to the, to the grant people in, in Washington, D.C., when we first got this, they, I was trying to explain uh, Latimer County and Wilberton. And I said, look, they don't even have a Walmart. And they said, in the, in the town of Wilberton? I said, in, this, in the county, there's not one. You have to go to McAllister or Poto to get to a, a, a Walmart. And that's, you know, that's unheard of these days. Um, they do have a McDonald's and they have a Sonic but they don't have a, they don't have a Walmart. Um, but that tells you a lot about uh, kind of the, the terrain in the, the area. Um, yeah, but, and, and here's another interesting fact. The, just the four counties that we cover right now, 
if you look at a map, they are the size of Delaware and Rhode Island put together. So when we're talking to these people in DC over on the, the East Coast, I like to throw that little tidbit out because they're like, really? It's the size of a state? And yeah, I mean, small states, but the state, you know? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, you're right. When you start to think about how how vast the community is as far as spread out, it's just, yeah, it starts to blow your mind that there's not a Walmart. <laughs> well, and yeah, and, and if you think about like our travel, so if I go to either one of those, I, I'm in Poto, that's where our office is, is located on the car, campus of Carl Albert State College. If I decide to go to one of those other county seats, let's say I go to Wilberton, I go to Stigler, or I go to Salisaw, it's a 45 minute drive to either one of those. Wow. And then when we add Tahlequah or Stillwell in, we're talking an hour and a half, give or take, um, hour and 15 minutes, somewhere in there. So, wow. you know, that's a, that's a pretty good drive. I got, you know, 30 more minutes I can get to Tulsa, so. So, uh, so tell me about your, do you, do you do this alone? Absolutely not. Um, where do I start? Uh, I guess because she's sitting here behind me, Terry Yarberry is my, um, we call her a guidance specialist. I, I, I don't want to call her a secretary and I never wanted to call it because that's not what she does. Um, she, she helps with some of that stuff, but she keeps books. She develops. Let me, let me, the reason I put her on staff and, and she's part-time is because she has 33 years experience in the classroom. She was a teacher for 33 years. Um, I always tell people I'm not good with kids. I'm good with parents. I'm good with adults. Well, I'm reasonable with them. I am not good with kids. And that's why Terry comes in. Plus, if we go to a school and we wanna work with them on behaviors, who better to do that than, than a teacher that has been in a classroom you know, for that long. Plus she, she has, um, special education experience. So, um, you've got that. Um, my other part-time employee, um, our office manager is Kimmy Matthews. Um, she is back today. I think I just heard her come in, but, um, Kimmy started with our social group. Um, Kimmy came in, uh, and I've told this story a million times, so if anybody's listening that's heard my spiel before, but Kimmy came in uh, to work on social groups. So our social group mainly focuses in the summer. Um, we go year-round, but our, our main focus is in the summer. And in the summer, uh, we do Tuesday and Thursday, we try to do um, a few hours a day and work with them on some of those, those trainings uh, that we talked about. So June, July, we finished up our first year. Kimmy was one that came in. And when she first started, she, you know, I didn't even know if I'd get her to talk or anything. But when we finished, I mean, she, she had opened up. She became a really good self-advocate. And at the end of that summer, she said, what do I do now? And I said, well, Kimmy, what do you want to do? And she said, I want a job. And I said, well, we can try to help you find a job if, if that's what you want to do. Maybe we can find somebody around here that, that needs some help. She said, no, you don't understand. I want to work here. <laughs> and I said, Kimmy, I can't pay you. <laughs> I don't have any money. And she said, that's fine. Um, I, I don't need money. Here's what I, I just want to volunteer. I want to help you out. So she started volunteering uh, three days a week for three hours a day. And 
she comes in, she takes care of uh, the office, she makes sure that it's presentable, she makes sure that um, we have the supplies that we need, that, uh, you know, when it comes certain times of the year, she decorates, uh, for, you know, I mean, she, it's, it's amazing the things she does. And after about three years, I said, look, we're going to make you office manager because that's what you do. I mean, you basically manage the office. And so she's been here. I think this is our, we're going on our fourth year with, with Kimmy. Um, so that's, I mean, she's, it's, it's been really good. Um, of course my wife, um, now my wife is not officially an employee. I think, uh, I think she does have a title. I think it's something somebody made up and it makes no sense whatsoever. So I can't even tell you what it is cause I don't remember. She's, she, uh, Terry says event coordinator. Um, that's not what she does. Um, to me and in my mind, she is the assistant director or the associate director, if you will. And I only say that because all the trainings we do, all the, all the, the plan, everything that we do, uh, I always tell people, she's the brains, I'm just the mouth. Um, they're all hers. She came up with the training. She came up with, she's a special ed director at, at uh, Panama Schools. Um, so everything that we've done, she's worked with other kids to do. Uh, so we, we know that they work. Um, if you put them into play and you, you do them right. So my wife is um, invaluable member, even though she doesn't get a paycheck. Um, but she, she's just unbelievable. I can't even tell you how good she is. Um, and then we've got our board of directors that, that I, I, I have to mention because they're amazing. And, uh, you know, with our grant, we have to have at least 51% of our board as parents of someone with a disability. Um, I think we're at 70, 70%. And then we have one self-advocate that I like to have on the board at, at all times. So if you look at that 80, um, no, let's see, 50, 60. We have 60% plus a self-advocate and then we have two professionals. So, um, it's it's pretty amazing they they know i mean they know what to do they and basically i just throw stuff at them and they basically usually say yeah go ahead and go for it um but there are sometimes they call me and say look i don't think this is a good idea can you do it this way and that's what they're about and i and and i would listen to every one of them because they've been through what you know what we're going through so my, my board's amazing. So. I love it. I love it. Um, what would you say is, would you consider maybe one of your biggest accomplishments since you, and, and I guess, I guess I should first ask how long have y'all been a, you said the 501c3 was? 2014, January, 2014, we got our 501c3. And that's when we really started um, everything, uh, you know, and I, I really buckled down and started trying to, help people and go into conferences and networking. And, and that's when it all kind of really began. Um, as far as officially began, uh, you know, I was receiving phone calls before that and, and trying to help. Um, I also wrote a column for many years in, in a local, in actually six different publications, local publications on um, autism and, and how to help. Um, I turned that into a book a couple of years ago. Um, 
that that is on Amazon. I'm not saying that to try to get any money because Lord knows I haven't seen anything from it, but, um, but it is out there. It's called pervasive parenting. Um, a father's, uh, advice on raising a uh, son on the autism, uh, or with autism or something like that. I can't even remember what it's called. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, it's out there. If anybody, it's just basically stories about Connor and its philosophies and, and things that we've encountered. Um, and, and so it's, it's a pretty neat little thing, at least for me, you know, and that may be one of, one of my accomplishments is just finishing that and, and putting that together. Um, but honestly, I don't know, you know, I, I'm not one, and Ann Trudgen, for those of you who know Ann Trudgen, and, um, was trying to get me to tell somebody one time about some of my things that I've accomplished and, I'm real hesitant to do that because I, I don't know, maybe I'm just humble or something, but she, she looked at me and she said, quit being so damn humble and just own up to what you're doing. And so if I'm going accolades, you know, uh, I, I was the 2015 advocate of the parent advocate of the year for TARC, um, which I, again, all of that has to do with the people behind me. My wife deserves that as much, if not more than I do. Um, we, I won the advocate of the year for 2019 for the, uh, the Diane award, which is awesome. Um, Diana McCallman is amazing. Um, so to have an award with her name on it, uh, to me means so much. Um, and I don't know that I, I, you know, I don't feel like I am anywhere close to that you know so uh, to deserving um but then as a, I think one of my favorites as far as the awards we won in 2019 um we won the community health champion award and that was um a turning point they gave us this it's a it's a statewide award um but I love that one because that is for the pervasive parenting center um it doesn't have my name on it it has the pervasive parenting center on it and i think that shows to me it, it's a group effort it's not about me um it's about all these people that step up and help and and make this happen so absolutely it, very impactful clearly impactful yeah um pervasive why did you choose pervasive pervasive parenting center i i i mean i love that, it and so that, i I would love it to hear from you. Well, I don't love it. Um, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Uh, that's a good, that's an excellent question. I'm glad you, you asked that because um, we actually have been talking about uh, a rename or, 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 or thinking about changing that. And when I first started writing my column, I needed a name. Let's, first of all, I love alliteratives. Um, so that's where I went with pervasive parenting. Um, but I started looking at, Connor was diagnosed with PDD and OS. Um, for those of you who know, you know, but it's pervasive development disorder, not otherwise specified, and it falls on the, the autism spectrum. Um, and I, I, being a research guy, I went in and I said, what does pervasive really mean? And if you look up the, the, the definition of that, it is to spread without quickly. That's what it says. And I thought, well, that's what I want to do. I want to spread the word about autism and help people quickly. And that's, that was the big idea. 
Little did I know that that can have a negative connotation a lot of times if, you know, people talk about things being pervasive, it's usually in a negative tone. Um, that's not necessarily what it means, but when you're trying to brand something, I don't know if it's the best thing in the world, um, but pervasive parenting has turned into a good thing, I think, at least in this area, because the people, people see that and they know us and they know what we do. Um, but that's, that's where I was going with that. I wanted to, to spread the word quickly throughout, um, and, and that's kind of where it came from. I love it. I mean, because when you look up pervasive, that's exactly right. It's, it's spreading the word quickly. It's, it's, yeah, it's taking over. And so, yeah, no, I, th I thought, I think it's fantastic. I, I do. I just, well, here's, here's the other problem with it. We get people that call it, are you that persuasive parenting? And so, uh, well, we're not trying to really persuade anyone. I mean, maybe a little, but not. So we get that a lot. Oh, that's that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you're going to have that with anything. I mean, you, you know. I think I think you get to educate in many many ways in a lot, <laughs> in a lot of different ways. No, I I get that all the time. Are you that persuasive parenting? Well, we're not very persuasive sometimes, but we're trying to persuade some of the schools sometimes. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So if someone wanted to reach out and 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 just say, hey, I don't know where to start, what to do, where would you, where, where would you send them or where should we send them? And, um, and what, what would you do for them or with them? Facebook, we have Facebook pages, we have a website, we have um, you know, our, our phone obviously and our emails and I can give you all that later, whatever. But um, if we get anything, um, and, and most of the time, typically it's online. We get a lot of things through Facebook. You guys know that social media is a big thing. Um, I always obviously have to know what the you know what the concern is. What what is it that you need or, or that you're looking for? And sometimes parents don't don't know. They don't have a clue. Sometimes I have to ask that. Um, you guys know this. You guys do the same thing I do. But you have to, um, I have to know an age because I need to know kind of where we're at as far as developmental. And then I need to know if it's a school related because we work with um, IEPs, we work with um, lots of different things. So it, what school district are they in? Because that'll help me know who I need to contact there and, and help with that. Um, or <laughs> what I'm dealing with. If, if, I'm, if I'm dealing with certain schools, I can tell them immediately, we're going to have a hard time, but let's, let's go. This will be fun. Strap on. Let's go. Uh, some of them are easy though. But then it's, you know, what do you, what do you need? Um, I'm going to give you an example. Uh, Terry just came with me to me this morning. She said, I had a phone call from a parent and a child was recently, or I don't know if they were recently diagnosed, but diagnosis is muscular dystrophy. Um, We've not dealt with people with muscular dystrophy uh, a lot. Um, and so she said, I, you know, I'm not really sure exactly where to send them. She had, she had the idea though. And so I said, well, what do they need? And they're looking for support. Uh, she said support group, but really they're looking for support. And I said, look, let's refer them to OFN. Um, I'm sure there's some families out there that they've already are, are working with that 
have muscular dystrophy that they can connect them with. Um, that's not our expertise. We don't have any parents that we've worked with before, but we know they do. So um, I, I think that's one of the main things, if I can kind of side step here just a second. One of the most important things that I always tell parents, I tell anybody that's interested in advocacy, any, anything is you have to network. That's the most important thing about what we do. Um, and it's, it's so important because I don't know everything, but I know people that do. And I know how to get in touch with them. Um, and it doesn't, you don't have to know everything. But if I can send them to the Oklahoma Family Network, they can send them to the Muscular Dystrophy Association or somebody through there. Um, if I've got uh, a parent that is looking for uh, epilepsy, you know, I can send them to somebody I know with Epilepsy Foundation, you know, I don't have to know everything. Um, so that's, that's, that's the most important thing. And I've, I've built those relationships. Um, I, I was talking to somebody, I can't even think of who it was the other day, but I was talking to somebody and I told them, I really love going to conferences, but my, my whole outlook on conferences has changed over the years. When I first went, I went to every breakout session, everything, every training that I could get my hands on because I needed to soak up knowledge. I needed to know what, what was quote unquote wrong with my son, okay? There's nothing wrong with my son, you know, just understand that, but, but you know that, that mentality. Now I go to those conferences and I talk to the, I, I spend more time in the, um, I spend more time at the conferences in the resource area because um, the Angela Donnellys, the Jen Randalls, um, the Crystal Frost, those people, I can sit and talk to them and I can get more information. That's not to discount the conferences. And that's not to say that parents, you don't need to go to those breakout sessions because there's a lot of really, really good information there. But for me, for what I do, I can get more information sitting at those tables or walking around and talking to those people. Um, look, it got me a job with Oklahoma Family Network at one point. It got me a grant. Uh, it got me a trip to Virginia so that I can learn how to advocate better because the Oklahoma Disability Law Center back when uh, Kayla Bauer uh, was around, she, she, we talked. In fact, I kept telling her I'm going to be late for this session. And she said, oh, oh, just stay here for a couple more minutes. And I'm glad I did because everything I learned there was, again, no offense, but it was better than anything I was going to learn or listen to inside that meeting. And yeah. so network, network, network is important. Yeah, those partnerships are so, so, so important. So Yeah, and I, not just partnerships, uh, mentorships. Yeah. You know, I look at each one of those people as a mentor, um, and, and that's important to look at it that way. It is partnerships, but it's, it's so much more because, to me, a mentor is, let me show you the way, you know, where a partnership is, let's do it together. And, and we do that. I think it's a little bit of both, um, but... I, I don't I don't know if I'm explaining this uh, very well, but it's it's just so much more than just a partnership. And then you eventually get to men mentor other people in, oh, in yeah. their journey. So yeah, yeah, I know. it's great. That's great. So if they wanted to reach out and touch base with you, how would they do that? 
Well, um, okay. So obviously Facebook is one of our biggest things. Um, we do have a Facebook, we have several Facebook pages. Just go to the Pervasive Parenting Center, CPRC. Um, that's our main one. That's where you get most of your information. We have some other ones for our support groups and for our SIB shops and for other different things, but that's, that's the main one. We have a website, pervasiveparentingcenter.org. Um, so there's, there's some good information on there. Uh, um, excuse me, we have, um, you can contact, you can call us. Uh, our number is 918-658-5076 or 918-647-1255. Um, and then you can always email, but the email is so long. I've got to change this at some point. You guys working with Oklahoma Family Network, remember when they changed and shortened, I've got to do that. K Tony T-O-N-E-Y, at pervasiveparentingcenter.org. And that is forever to type out. So just saying. That's perfect. That is perfect. Keep in mind that if you're outside of the, the four to six county area that we're talking about, I'll help you. I'm not going to turn you away and say, hey, sorry, you're not in our area. What I'll most likely do is link you up with somebody that can help you in that area if I know it. Um, and, or if I can just give you the advice over the phone, I can do that too. Um, you know, let's say they're looking for, I had somebody looking for uh, adult diapers and I know how to connect you with that. It doesn't matter if you're in my counties or if you're somewhere else, it's a statewide program. So I can send you that information. But if it's somebody that needs advocacy work in the schools and they're in Seminole, I'm going to send you to the Oklahoma Parent Center because that's outside of my area and I'm not going to be able to go to the school. Plus, I don't know the school that well. You know, they have somebody that knows those schools. And so, yeah, I, I think those we I think we work very well together. I, I do a lot of referrals, just like I was talking about earlier. We do a lot of referrals to Oklahoma Family Network, Oklahoma Parent Center, um, even the Oklahoma Autism uh, Network. And, and but they also send my way. I. I I'll tell you a funny story. We were working with Panama schools. Now, when I say we, I'm talking about me and my wife, and we were trying to get training for um, the teachers for Connor. We do an autism training. The Pervasive Parenting Center does. We offer it free. Everything we do is free of charge. We don't charge anything. My wife kept saying, why don't you bring in Cody to do this training? And her... Um, her principal kept saying, no, no, can't do it because it's for Connor. And, and you can't, you know, that whole, you can't preach in your own backyard type thing. So she said, fine, what do you want me to do? He said, find somebody to, to come in and do this training. So she said, okay, fine. So she calls Oklahoma Autism Network. Renee Damon called or answers the phone. And she says, Hi, I'm Jennifer Tony. I'm the director at uh, the, um, Panama School, the, the special ed director, and I'm looking for an autism training. She goes, where are you at? She said, Panama, Oklahoma. She says, do you know Cody Tony? <laughs> uh, I'm married to him. Then why are you calling me? You should be calling. And so she had to explain, you know, but they, I get a lot of referrals. So, you know, a lot of people call Oklahoma City and they're in this area. Um, you know, those, those people contact me. And, and that's something I, I said all that not to brag. I'm, I am completely 
uh, amazed at how much respect those those people and those those groups organizations have for what we do out here um, and and that's something that I don't take lightly because um, you know you can mess this stuff up real quick um, it, by giving the wrong advice or doing the wrong thing and so that's something that we we try to strive to to do is is help in the right way you know yeah so. well, it's clearly it's clearly well deserved and y'all have earned the trust of many, many in the state. So I'm, I'm super proud to even say I know you. So like, I know Cody, Tony, <laughs> bring it, bring it. <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, well, thank you very much for allowing us to interview you and share more about the Pervasive Parenting Center there. And, um, and I'm excited to, to share the podcast and we'll kick off Autism Awareness Month very soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of We Saved You a Seat. Oklahoma Family Network promotes family-centered care and provides tools so families can make informed decisions, advocate for improved services, build connections among families, and serve as a trusted resource in health care of children and young adults. If you would like to become a supporting family or get in touch with another family, please contact Oklahoma Family Network at oklahomafamilynetwork.org or by calling 405 271 5072